0: Hello friends and welcome to Men Do Disney, episode number 78, A Day in All Four Parks. My name is Pete and joining me tonight is Tom.
1: Hey Pete, how are you?
0: We're three guys who want to help you make the most of your Disney World vacation as well as to bring some of that Disney magic into your life every day. So put on your favorite pair of Mickey ears, lower your safety harness, remain seated until the ride has come to a complete stop, and men, let's do Disney. I had to hesitate there a little bit. I didn't quite know what to say.
1: Well, we're almost on a pretty good pattern now, where it's all three of us, then two of us, then all three of us, then two of us. So, uh, maybe we have two different intros moving forward.
0: So, tonight's topic, we're going to be talking, we just did an episode called A Day in the Parks a couple of weeks ago. And it came from a listener question that asked how we would do, or what we would do if we only had one day to go to Disney. We had another listener email that was a follow-up to this. We skipped a lot on our last episode. And skipped a lot being we didn't try to go to all four parks. So this episode, we're going to try to break down for you guys, if you have one day at Disney World, how you do all four parks. It is possible, I think. There's going to be some sacrifices, some some things you have to give up, but I definitely think it's possible. So before we get into that, let's go back to Tom For the news this week, I guess Tom didn't think I did a very good job last week, so he came prepared this week. Tom, what do we got?
1: Yeah, so last week uh, I had some news prepared. I don't know if it got edited out of the episode that I had prepared some news, but Pete had a much better better slew of news to share, so I deferred for the first time ever on the news. But I'm back in action now. And forgive me if we mentioned this last week, but I think it's important enough to mention twice, even if we did. I'm going to start in Epcot. 2019 Epcot Food and Wine Festival kicks off August 29th. That is by far the earliest that Disney has ever kicked this off. Uh, it'll be 87 days running from August 29th to November 23rd, and I think what is something critical to point out here that opening date also coincides with Galaxy's Edge uh, as opening date. So Disney's doing this intentionally. Uh, I'm sure there's going to be masses of, of people going to Galaxy's Edge. And I've actually already heard that at least for the first four days, if possible, the first three weeks, they're going to have controlled entry into Galaxy's Edge with reservations. Uh, but what will happen here is the overflow will go to food and wine, and that area can suck up a ton of people in the World Showcase. So this is definitely done intentionally by Disney on the start date, and no one's going to complain with food and wine festival being 87 consecutive days. They might as well have food and wine festival year round because it's so popular, and it is by far the favorite festival of the masses that travel to Disney. But did want to share this at least, and if we shared it again last week, like I said, I, I did not write this portion of the news and I didn't have it in my notes, so I don't think we did. But yeah, big uh, big news, Pete. 87 days of food and wine. I'm not gonna complain because I uh, I will be frequenting Epcot during this this time period. Staying at Epcot, Epcot forever will be the new nighttime show at Epcot replacing uh, Illuminations, of course. The debut date is October 1st of 2019, so your last opportunity to see Illuminations live in person will be September 30th. I would assume, just like Disney did the other night, if you follow Disney Parks or any Disney uh, account on social media, they sometimes do live shows where they have... Uh, actually, where you can watch Illuminations. I think Pete watched Illuminations uh, earlier this week, actually. So I would assume they're going to do a few more of those because those seem to be pretty popular. Uh, a lot of people log in to watch. And if you want to see it in person, September 30th is your last day to do that. So get down to Disney World and, and go see Illuminations one last time. I know that I certainly will be. Standing at Epcot, as we know, Disney World in general is changing. A lot of new stuff coming. Well, it looks like Innovations West, the Disney Pen Center, the Fountain of Nations, Club Cool, Art of Disney, and the character meet and greet in that area will be totally removed uh, in the future. And they will also be partially demolishing Innovations or innovations East. Rather, uh, They will leave Mouse Gear, so no one panic. And they will leave the Electric Umbrella. But it looks like they're going to replace this with an Epcot Festival Center that will be a permanent center. It will coincide with all of the festivals that happen at Epcot. I'm sure there will be different theming for each festival there. And they uh, also—it looks like they're going to have a garden area with a beer garden as well. This could change, but this is the news that the most recent news about what's going to go on in that area. Uh, We also have read that there's going to be a bridge near Spaceship Earth to the new festival center. That'll just help with people flow. uh, That it's always good to have different routes. One bridge that I would be in favor of is if they did a bridge straight across the middle of World Showcase, either direction, uh, preferably. From the entrance of Epcot, going straight to the, uh, you know, American Pavilion. Moving over to Epcot, I'm sorry, moving over to Magic Kingdom. We're leaving Epcot. Uh, extra Magic Hours at Magic Kingdom will be f- moving forward for the morning only, and I think this starts in, is it October, Pete? Uh, there's a there's a Wednesday in October this begins, and to me this is a shame. I know why they're doing it. There's so many extra hard ticketed events that happen at nighttime at Magic Kingdom that they simply can use Wednesday for those events now if they move magic hours to the morning. But, and, and I guess families typically like magic kingdom as their favorite park. And they're, they're more inclined to get up early for rope drop. And uh, they can get up at, if it opens at seven or opens at eight, whatever it may be, they can get up and do that. But I, I always loved something about magic kingdom at night is, is one of my favorite times to be in the park. I, we, I go all the way back to when they had e-ticket attraction night and you paid for the wristband. Uh, I can go all day in Magic Kingdom, so you know we we talk about the not-so-scary event we were at. We stayed until 1, and the the extra magic hours, when they are at night, we do utilize them. So this is kind of a shame to me, but there will be other parks that have extra magic hours. Hollywood Studios and Epcot primarily will have them at night, so there will be places for you to go. Moving to Hollywood Studios, Bo Peep Meet & Greet will be coming to Toy Story Land this summer. Uh, It'll be a new character meet-and-greet. I don't know if she's new altogether. For something in my past tells me there was a Bo Peep meet and greet at one point, but I could be totally off base there. She will join characters Woody, Buzz, and Jessie, who you see in that land all the time, as you can imagine. No specific start date has been confirmed. And I'm kind of curious to where they're going to put Bo Peep. You know, I don't know that any there's really any space for character meet and greets, so we'll see how they end up fitting an additional character in Toy Story Land, which is already a very tight area. Uh, staying with Hollywood Studios. Rumor has it that Mickey's Runaway Runaway Railway will be pushed to a 2020 opening date. Initially scheduled for fall 19, uh, that's a loose, obviously loose date there. Uh, but I think with everything going on, all the construction Disney's doing in Galaxy's Edge, on Tron, on uh, the Avengers roller coaster. I'm sorry, not Avengers. I always say Avengers. The um,
0: Guardians of the Galaxy.
1: The Guardians of the Galaxy roller coaster. They're quite busy. And of course, they're going to take their time on Mickey's Runaway Railway because they are replacing a legendary Disney attraction there. But so, I guess it's legendary. I can't remember the name of it. What was it called, Pete? The attraction that used to be there?
0: I hate you so much right now.
1: <sighs> of course. It was the great movie ride. Um, also, ride vehicles for Star Wars Rise of Resistant have been, uh, photos have been released. They have been retweeted on our Twitter account. And we try not to be a spoiler podcast or social media account. I will take the blame for retweeting them, but just sc- scroll past it if you're not interested.
0: I mean, this is this is hardly a spoiler,
1: right? Yeah, I mean, if you've read anything about the attraction, you would assume they looked like the way they look, right? It was no surprise to me, but it was still exciting news. I mean, it's the closer we get. I mean, we're we're a month away from seeing it in in uh, Disneyland, and it's going to be identical in Disney World, so it uh, it's very exciting. Last bit of news in Hollywood Studios, ABC Commissary will be closing for a refurbishment uh, starting in, in the mid-May, early May, and running until about June 2nd. It's about a 20-day closing. I when, when Pete and I were talking about this piece of news, we laughed and said, where in the heck is anybody going to eat? Because really slim pickings. Moving over to Animal Kingdom. New dining upcharge experience announced for Disney's Animal Kingdom. They have announced a new progressive dining experience debuting this summer called the Circle of Flavors Harambe at Night. It will include sights, sounds, and flavors honoring some of the most majestic and endangered African animals while celebrating a Disney classic film, obviously The Lion King. The experience will kick off July 24th. It will feature an array of sweet and savory treats, uh, some alcoholic and non-alcoholic beverages, a relaxing train journey of the Wildlife Express to Rafiki's Planet Watch, photo ops with familiar characters, a meal at the Harambe Market, and activities for the entire family. Along the way, uh, you will have the opportunity to learn more about The Big Five, The Lion, Buffalo, elephant, leopard, and rhino, and uh, the challenges they face day-to-day and how Disney tries to work to protect them. It will be uh, about $125 for adults and $99 for children ages 3 to 9, and separate park admission is required. So this is not going to come cheap. Uh, Reservations actually have already started being booked. Uh, You can call Disney or, of course, do it on the Disney app. $125 is really steep. I think there's a lot there. Um, I would assume it's unlimited alcoholic drinks. I mean, not saying that that's what's going to make it or break it, but if you're trying to get to $125 worth of, I mean, I guess you have the meals too at the Harambee market, but that's, that's not an expensive meal. So I don't know. I mean, if you're a really big animal lover, this is probably for you. I have not, obviously, there's been no feedback on this yet. Once we get in July and have some folks do it and hear some things about it, we can share if we think it's worth it then. But right now I'm, I'm a little skeptical. Last piece of news for the evening, moving to Disney Springs. There's a new macaroni and tree- cheese food truck opening at Disney Springs. I love mac and cheese. My wife loves mac and cheese. So this is experience- This is exciting for me. But our brand new truck has joined the lineup uh, in Exposition Park. Uh, it-, it is a mac and cheese truck, of course, as I mentioned. And they're going to have like six or seven flavors. I know some of them were uh, bacon cheeseburger mac and cheese. They had like chicken par mac and cheese, lobster and shrimp mac and cheese. That's probably pretty good. Uh, barbecue brisket, and a six cheese crunchy mac and cheese. So if you are a gourmet mac and cheese eater, if you just like mac and cheese at all, I would highly recommend going to Disney Springs. Again, no admission to get into Disney Springs. So you have no reason to not at least explore the area. As we've mentioned on the podcast, it's an it's an event in its own. It's just as important to me as going to a park. Uh, almost on that level, I go every every single trip now. So that's where you'll find your mac and cheese, and that is where I'm going to end the news for for this night.
0: So, would you say that you like mac and cheese as much as you like chicken fingers?
1: Absolutely not. I mean, a chicken a chicken finger truck would smack a mac and cheese truck.
0: That's what I thought. I just wanted to make sure that we were uh, we were very clear on that.
1: Yeah, just so our listeners know, I mean, chicken strips. It's imperative that you have honey mustard. You can live with barbecue sauce, but imperative you have honey mustard.
0: All right, well, if that's all the news, let's pause for just a minute to hear from our sponsor.
2: So your family is coming to Orlando. And the thought of lugging your stroller onto the plane isn't your idea of fun. But you're smart enough to know that conquering the theme parks of Orlando without a stroller for your kids could be a vacation killer. As parents ourselves, we get it. Then, choose from helpful free accessories like cooler bags and rain covers. It couldn't be easier. If you have any questions or concerns, you can check our FAQ page or just give us a call. We are always ready to answer your questions. Once you've placed your reservation, there's nothing left to do except count down the days until you're in sunny Florida. So what are you waiting for? Go ahead and book your stroller or crib from Kingdom Strollers today.
0: All right. Well, let's go ahead and go into our topic for tonight. And again, that is a day in all four parks. Again, this came from a listener email. So if you'd like for us to talk about your topic, please, uh, please continue to send us in those emails. So a couple of assumptions that we're going to operate under here tonight. One is that you only have one day, right? And that you have all day. So this isn't like Oh, I'm going to go into the parks at 2 o'clock and and hit all four parks before they close that night. Not going to happen. This is going to be a a true open to close day. Second assumption that we're going to operate under is that you are either by yourself or you are with one other person. This gets really difficult to do if you have a large group because getting fast passes and and waiting in lines and that, that sort of thing gets kind of tricky. Third assumption is that you're okay with eating quick service meals. You're really not going to have time to sit down and eat a nice uh, meal unless you wait till after the parks close to uh, to do so. And then finally I, I guess that you're staying on Disney property or that you're willing to get to Disney super early. I, I think with the fast pass selections that we're going to kind of go with here, it doesn't really necessarily have to be 60 days out that you're making these fast pass selections, but I think it would certainly help to do so. Any other assumptions that I missed, Tom?
1: No, I think you nailed it. And and I would actually say you do need the, you could stay at a Disney Springs area hotel, but you need the 60-day window. I, I don't think there's any way possible that our plan that we're going to give you is is possible without that 60-day window.
0: Yeah. You know, also, you obviously are going to need a park hopper to pull this off. But look, if you're going to do one day in all four parks, it's going to cost you, what, $150, $160 for a park hopper somewhere around in there? Or is it 200 now?
1: I don't think it's up to two hundred. I think it's in that one seventy range maybe.
0: So let's let's start with the planning here. I, I think now that I think about it, I think you're right, Tom. You you do kind of need that sixty day fast pass booking window to make sure that you get fast passes that you need. So there's four parks here. We're gonna hit all four parks. What is the ideal order to do these parks in? And and Tom and I talked about this quite a bit doing prep for this episode. And I think we've pretty much come up with the right order. So first park right now and again this is right now Disney World as it is once Galaxy's Edge opens all it's a whole new, new ball off. game yeah, yeah, yeah all, all bets, bets are, bets are off.
1: off I think yeah we have to go into the the present thinking of this Disney World is constructed the way it is right now a lot of things a lot of things about to open but none of none of it's opened yet so that's the only way this plan is even remotely possible in my opinion and you know I'm kind of operating
0: from the assumption that hey you're on a business trip as Tom, I think you've been. I know several of our listeners have been in the situation. You're on a business trip. You have a conference or something. You have one day to do as much as you can at the parks. So, where do you start?
1: You, ha- you have to. You have to pick Animal Kingdom as your first park. And I'm gonna. G- I'm even gonna give you two options here. You can either fast. You can either try to fast pass Flight of Passage, Expedition Everest, and you know pick a third Kilimanjaro Safari, or you rush, or you, or you fast pass the next park, which we'll get to, and you, you just, you literally, you're trying to get out of, you're trying to get in and out of Animal Kingdom in two hours, and you're trying to do Flight of Passage, Single Rider Expedition Everest, and waiting standby Kilimanjaro.
0: So I think you can add more to this, but I, I think the way to go here is to save your pa- fast passes for the next park. But I think you get to the park at least 45 minutes, if not an hour, prior to open. You go directly to Flight of Passage, ride Flight of Passage. If you desire, you can get off flight of passage and hit up Navi River Journey again. That's solely a preference thing. I know that Tom will not be doing that, and then I think I think you finish both those before the park opens, and then yeah, you head over, you hit up Single Rider Expedition Everest, Kilimanjaro Safaris, maybe throw in a dinosaur if it's open, and then you're out of that park.
1: Yeah, I just think that that's a lot to get done if you look at a timing standpoint. Assuming the park hours today, your latest park is open till nine p.m. So I just worry if you can get all that done and still be out of there in time to continue. But we'll go with it in a perfect world. In a, like this week, pretty, pretty low wait times. We'll go with it. So what's the next park that you would hit?
0: So I, th- I think the next park has got to be Hollywood Studios. And I think that this is really where you need to have your Fast Passes set up for is for Hollywood Studios. I know, theoretically, you could make FastPass reservations for Flight of Passage and then try to get Fast Passes for Hollywood Studios. But to me, it just makes more sense to go to Animal Kingdom, knock out those rides. And, and really, if Animal if you're talking and, what, 9 o'clock open to Animal Kingdom, I think you're done by 10.30, realistically. So I think you're at Hollywood Studios by 11 o'clock at this point. At this point, it's kind of a pick and choose. What do you want to do at Hollywood Studios? So you get three fast passes. I think one of those needs to be for either Toy Story Midway Mania or Slinky Dog Dash, depending on your preference.
1: So if we're assuming you're... Okay, so we, we're going to say we're using fast passes in Hollywood Studios. You have to have a fast pass for Slinky Dog, in my opinion. You can go single rider at Rock and Roller Coaster. Tower of Terror, I don't, I don't think you need to worry about that so much. But if you have three fast passes and you made them for early in the morning... By this point, you could burn through all three of them pretty quickly. You know, say you get there at, toward the end of your first one, where you can hit your second one. So that you're only looking at two and a half, three hours in Hollywood Studios again, to where you could theoretically hit... Because there's there's no tiers in Hollywood Studios, right? Or do they tear it up? Are there tiers now?
0: So the, the Toy Story ones, I'm pretty sure, are tiered now. But you could still get a Rock and Roller Coaster, a Tower of Terror, and a Slinky Dog Dash Fast Pass.
1: And then wait, Standby and Toy Story Mania, which, quite honestly... We we did that on our trip, and it wasn't that that big of a deal. What you could do is once you finish your third Fast Pass in Hollywood Studios, go wait standby at Toy Story Mania. Just work the Fast Pass system as hard as you can. So I I definitely agree that your path has to be Animal Kingdom to Hollywood Studios. And the more I think about it, I like not using the Fast Passes early. I like saving them for your second park.
0: Yeah, and I think this way, you know, you get there towards the end of your first Fast Pass. You use that immediately. Use your second Fast Pass go wait in line for whatever you don't have a fast pass for hit your third fast pass and then get out of the park so so realistically you get four rides in Hollywood Studios and then you're done
1: but i mean this is, listen you're doing four parks in one day so pick your poison yeah.
0: so if you were able to get a what 10 11 12 i guess at Hollywood Studios that's
1: the best scenario possible
0: so you get there at
1: 10:45 what 10:45 ish you could even get there at 11 and use your first fast pass to 11:15
0: so you hit your first fast pass, hit your second fast pass, hit, hit Midway Mania, hit your third fast pass, and you're out of there by 12:30.
1: Then uh, yeah, then you're way you're way ahead of the game. You might you might even be able be able to uh, venture to the World Showcase.
0: This is where I think your first decision really comes in here because I I think these first two parks are pretty much set in the order that you have to do them. If you happen to be going on a day where there is an after hours event at say Magic Kingdom, I think that makes your decision for you right there. But if you don't, this is the point where you say, okay, where do I want to end up? Do I want to end up at Magic Kingdom or do I want to end up at World Showcase and at Epcot?
1: So here's my opinion on it. We've established your first two parks. For sure Animal Kingdom first, for sure Hollywood Studios second. I'm going to say for sure Fast Pass and Hollywood Studios. If there is no extra Magic Hour event, there's no hard ticketed event. I think you you because the World Showcase kind of starts to shut down as far as eating and drinking around the world within the last hour of the park being open you know we saw that on our visit they started to clean up i mean they're ready to get out of there so i think the i think the the way you have to do this is which nighttime show do you want to see and i don't know if there's anywhere better to be than magic kingdom at night if you wanted if you want to do the world showcase i think i would rather go to epcot because you don't have to stress about the attractions as much but but again you're not really going to you're not gonna have the time to do the world showcase, unless you think. I mean, let's let's talk realistically. I don't think you get out of Animal Kingdom any quicker than two hours, and then I don't think I don't think you could be to Epcot until one thirty or two o'clock. So now I think you have seven hours between the two. I I'd agree with that. So you you either need to you either need to say hey I want to do Soren Test Track Mission Space Spaceship Earth and leave, or hey I want to try and burn through my favorite countries of the world showcase.
0: And I think it depends too where you can get fast passes for. Right. So as soon as you hit that third fast pass at Hollywood Studios, you need to be getting on the app and you need to find out, okay, what a fast passes at Epcot look like, what a fast passes at Magic Kingdom look like, what are the wait times at Magic Kingdom versus Epcot look like? Because at that point you're really having to make a decision here, where am I gonna go? If you can get a fast pass to Soarin, go to Epcot, hit up Soarin'. If you can get a fast pass to Test Track, go hit up Test Track. Maybe not Test Track because you do have the advantage of single rider there. But this is where you really have to start picking and choosing what you want to do at each park. For me, after I finish Hollywood Studios, I, I think I'm going to Magic Kingdom. And I think I'm going to Magic Kingdom because Magic Kingdom is typically easier to get fast passes for than Epcot is. Now, you're going to have trouble getting a fast pass for Space Mountain. You're going to have trouble getting a fast pass for peter pan i mean there are some rides that you may just have to look at look at and say well not going to get to them this trip but that's okay you know i guess the idea here is we're going to get a taste of all these parks we don't we don't necessarily need to get everything done at every park so yeah if you can snag a space mountain fast pass do it if you can snag a splash mountain fast pass do it
1: i agree i mean i i think there is some value in finding your best fast pass and go in that direction. But for me personally, if I'm giving advice to someone and they say four parks in one day, like we got asked with not many details past that, otherwise we'd have a more concrete argument. My four parks in the order, are animal kingdom, Hollywood studios, Epcot and magic kingdom.
0: Okay. So, so let's go with that. Let's go with that. So you've done animal kingdom. You're out of animal kingdom by 11. You're at Hollywood studios. You're out of Hollywood studios by one o'clock ish
1: and you can walk to you can walk to epcot y- you can but it's it's a long you can walk boat it's ride probably epcot. quicker to, i mean there's a lot well, what, yeah. what i'm saying is there's a lot of transportation opportunity to get to epcot
0: correct i i th- i think the best option is going to be whatever's the quickest which is probably going to be an uber or a minivan or or something like that but yeah you can certainly walk you can take the boat you can take the bus whatever uh, whatever works so you get to epcot it's now what 130 best case scenario two o'clock ish how how long do you have at epcot i mean what can you realistically get done at epcot right now
1: that's what i'm saying you have two choices you either do your best on attractions or you you have to you have to sacrifice something and and i haven't even gotten to we haven't gotten to magic kingdom you're gonna have to sacrifice mine train there so we'll (laughs) just a spoiler alert (laughs) true but you have to sacrifice something and if eating around the world. Maybe you haven't eaten anything good yet that day. I mean, there's a real possibility that you were in Hollywood studios and you chose not to get chicken strips and fries and honey mustard. And if that's the case, you didn't get anything good. So maybe, maybe you choose that time to, to venture around the world showcase and try and snag a fast pass for, you know, soaring frozen. I mean, I'd probably go single rider on test track. So maybe, maybe that's, I don't know. I mean, I don't know the answer to that. I think there's two great ways to spend your time in Epcot. You could either attraction hop as much as you can in a couple hours or you could go around the world. I mean, Pete, how quickly do you think you could get around the world showcase?
0: It depends on what you're doing. If, you're, if your goal is to eat and drink something in every country, it's going to take you a while. But if your goal is just to go and pop into all the countries, grab a drink and a snack here and there, I mean, you could get through in an hour and a half or two hours. And And maybe you've got the opportunity there to pop out and hit a Soarin' fast pass, or pop out and hit a Test Track fast pass. But
1: part of the issue with popping out is you have to walk. It's a long walk. You have to walk all the way out. I actually, Absolutely. call me crazy, we've been on reckless paces before through the first four and five countries. We choose to slow down typically. American Adventure, Japan, sometimes China. I mean, I think you could get through it. If, you, if your mind was, okay, I have to get through this and get to Magic Kingdom, Pete, I know you and I, if it was you and me walking around that park, we would we would blow through the world showcase. Yeah, absolutely. The only thing that would slow us down would be waiting in line at whatever food or drink we wanted. And so I I think you could get through in an hour. I don't know, actually. That's five that's five minutes of country. That's that's pretty quick. Probably an hour and a half. Okay, okay. So an hour and a half and maybe you get lucky and get a really good fast Pass during that hour and a half.
0: We can only hope. But but again, I think you have to make a choice here if you're going to go try to do World Showcase or if you are going to try to do attractions. So we're done with Epcot. It's what, 3.30, 4 o'clock at this point? I mean, can you realistically spend more than two and a half hours in Epcot?
1: I, I think getting to, to Magic Kingdom at 3.30 or 4 o'clock is the best time. I mean, because, because that's the park I would imagine most want to spend their day in, the mo- the majority of their day, rather. I love Epcot, but if you told me you're going to Disney, you can only see one park one day. I would pick Magic Kingdom, so I would try and get there as early as possible, and I would take advantage of the fact that the stores stay open an hour later than the park. So, so you you monorail, you boat ride, you get over to Epcot pretty quickly. You Uber minivan, you get lucky with a bus, and you're at Magic you Magic Kingdom rather and by four o'clock, four
0: thirty. At this point, it's it's all about what the wait times are and. What you can get fast passes for. Like Tom said, you're going to have to skip Mine Train. You're, you're not getting on Mine Train unless you get extraordinarily lucky with a fast pass.
1: Here's the only way I see you getting on Mine Train. Well, one, Pete w- was in Magic Kingdom with he and a buddy, and they actually were fortunate enough to ride it twice. And it was really busy. So they, they got extra- extraordinarily lucky. They're very persistent. Or here- and, and you're more likely
0: for this to happen if you are a single or if you have two people. I mean, the fewer people you have in your group, the more likely it is that you're going to get these fast passes that uh, that come available. But but I certainly would not, you know, if if the park closes at ten or eleven, and I found a mine train fast pass for ten o'clock, I certainly wouldn't grab that, and and not have fast pass for the rest of the day.
1: All right, so this is where I think you implement what we've. You can go back and listen our fast pass strategy. Where you just kind of turn and burn Fast Passes. You haven't been in Magic Kingdom all day, so pretty much anything's good at this point. Pirates of the Caribbean, Jungle Cruise, Monsters, Inc. Laugh Floor, Space Mountain. I mean, Peter Pan's Flight, if you're into that. Anything's good. Haunted Mansion, uh, Big Thunder, any attraction, seriously. Because the whole purpose of it is you're burning through attractions at this point. My strategy for you here, I would, I would fl- just roll Fast Passes as much as you can and right before the literally the five minutes before the park closed i would walk straight into mine train line i don't care if it says 70 minutes that's how that's how i would do mine train
0: yeah i don't see anything wrong with that i mean that's that's a surefire way to get onto mine train without wasting a whole lot of time because
1: you're going to waste time you wouldn't be able to get on other attractions
0: correct now you you would miss out at the end of the day any any kind of shopping right because the park's going to close
1: yeah, I mean, but but if I'm doing four parks in one day, I don't know that shopping. I mean, there's a shop Disney store. You can get free shipping if you spend enough money.
0: Very true. Very true. So, I, I agree. That's that's probably uh bottom of my bottom of my list right there is trying to do shopping.
1: So, if we if we flipped it, maybe just while we have some time if we flipped it and we went to Magic Kingdom, how would you save the end of your night, I guess at Epcot? Because because Magic Kingdom is clear. You save you, you save my the to last 10 minutes of park opening and you you run into the line.
0: Yeah. I guess whatever attraction you really want to go on at Epcot, you you save to last, be that Soarin' or be that Test Track. I mean, I really think those, are, or or even Frozen, I think those are the only ones worth it. I don't know. There's something to me about closing out my day at World Showcase that really, really does it for me.
1: So we kind of did that on our last trip. We closed our day out with, with a little World Showcase, a little Test Track. Thought the night was over with Mission Space, but then sprinted to... To uh, Soren, before they could tell us we couldn't get on, so we were lucky. I mean, we knocked out three huge attractions right there.
0: Yeah, we we definitely did. We definitely did. So it's possible, you know, you know. But but now that now that we're talking about it, now that you think about it, I I really do think closing out the day in Magic Kingdom is probably going to be your best bet. I agree. Because where 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 do you draw that line at Magic King? Where do you say okay, this is enough Magic Kingdom for me?
1: Yeah, it's impossible because. In the middle of the day, like when I, I put it like this, when I go to Magic Kingdom, there's very few attractions that I I actually skip, and I and I don't mean I mean like Barnstormer, Dumbo, Peter I don't know, not even Peter Pan really. I mean, definitely skip Tomorrowland Speedway, hundred percent skip that. And if I haven't mentioned it on tonight's podcast, skip Rivers of Light in Animal Kingdom, skip Navi River Journey, just to make sure I that's kind of my thing. I mention every episode. But back to Magic Kingdom, there, there's not much you can skip there. So I think going there with the most time at the end of your evening and just go absolutely wide open. As many attractions as you can hit.
0: And again, I think the exception there is if there is some kind of after-hours event at Magic Kingdom, you, you do that instead.
1: I think if, if there was an after-hours event in any of, the th- any of the four parks, you save that for the end and you shift Magic Kingdom... Or Hollywood Studios to the front if it's not those two,
0: and I think that's again an ideal situation, right? I mean, because who knows if if your plans are going to line up with with there just happening to be an after hours event, but but yeah, if there is, I mean, that's absolutely ideal because that gets you an extra three to four hours in a park that that you wouldn't have otherwise.
1: You know, and we didn't we didn't hit this, didn't even think about suggesting it. Actually, there's a VIP tour available as well if you kind of want the planning done for you. Disney. I, I don't remember the exact cost on it. It's it's a lot of money per hour. But if you've got the money to spend, Disney's going to take you on to all the highlights.
0: They they will and and they will. Uh, they'll actually drive you around. They'll take you to all the parks. I'm pretty sure you get front of line access. But the only downside, I I think the minimum cost for this is like eight or nine thousand dollars. So so you're going to spend a good amount of money doing this.
1: Maybe you get some friends to do it with and, and take your party from two to ten. But yeah, I mean, I think one, this was kind of a fun podcast idea because if you would have asked us just, until we thought about it, we'd say, oh, no, you can't do it, impossible, shouldn't do it, never never would advise it. But when we had a direct question of, hey, I'm going to be in the area for one day and this is what I really want to do, is it worth me buying the park hopper and trying it? We 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 talked, I actually talked on the phone while I was driving for a good bit today about how, how it was possible and which route you would take. And, you know, I know we kind of bounced all over the place, but I think – you know, you understand you understand our plan and premise behind it. No fast passes in Animal Kingdom, start your morning. Fast passes in Hollywood Studio to kind of speed you up through there. Play the Fast Pass game in Epcot and enjoy either attraction to the World Showcase. And then you have the rest of the evening to play the Fast Pass game in Magic Kingdom. I would avoid a, a Mind Train unless it pops up at a reasonable time. And then go in right before part close to Mind Train. You can see the fireworks from there. You know, if you're worried about that, if you you know you won't see the projection show on the castle, but you can see everything else. You can hear the music, you can see the lasers. So I think it's a fun idea. I cannot say that I'm going to try it because one day at Disney is just not enough. I mean, quite frankly, ten days at Disney still isn't enough for me. I could I could go every day. So, and and I I can see Pete already laughing. I think he's like at least four days, or he's he's not even doing the trip.
0: I, I think three. I think we could do three. But again, if you're in this situation where hey, I've got one day at the parks, what what can I get done? I mean, I. I think it's absolutely doable. And I think you can do it without skipping a park if you really plan it well. And if you're willing to skip some things at each park. Again, Disney World is not designed to be done in one day.
1: No question about it. And if you're willing to pay the money for Ubers in between. And get an Uber as you're walking out the park sprinting to your Uber meet location. You know, Disney is not built like Universal where Universal has the two parks right next door to each other where you can buy a ticket for both and get their ultimate VIP fast pass ticket that puts you in front of every line. Universal, you can do it in one day. Yeah, I hear Pete saying yet. Disney, maybe one day that they'll have an add-on feature. And I think we're probably moving closer to that. But right now, Disney's not intended to be a one-day park. That's not their idea. There's a reason Disney's tickets discount the more days you go to Disney. They understand that, yeah, we'll give you a cheaper admission because you're going to buy the food. You're going to buy the souvenirs, the snacks. You're gonna pay for some add-on events we have, dessert parties. They they they're smart. Their marketing is fantastic. You're, oh yeah, you look at it. Oh, only seventeen bucks to add a a seventh day to our ticket. Then you have three meals, and then you have all the snacks and all the things you buy at Disney. So they're really smart, and and it's, they don't they don't try to drive people to one day. They try to drive people to seven days, four plus days.
0: That's right. We didn't talk about food at all in there. You're not really going to have time to eat. I'd bring some granola bars or something.
1: <laughs> I would pack bottled water. I would Any any line you can avoid, mobile ordering would be a good one. Get ready to eat those chicken strips and fries while you're walking.
0: All right. Well, anything else on this? I mean, I, again, this is not like the ideal way to do Disney, but if you've got a day, you do what you got to do, right? I
1: totally agree. Nope. Totally agree. So,
0: All right. Well, uh, let's go ahead and move on to the secret and trivia question of the week. What do you got?
1: So we'll start with the secret uh, of the week. And then we have to discuss the trivia question from last week a little bit. So secret of the week, uh, did you know that there are only two attractions within the Walt Disney World that will ever show you a wait time of 13 minutes? As you could imagine, the two attractions are Haunted Mansion and Tower of Terror. If you're new to Disney or you're not aware of this, if you see 13 minutes pop up, you should rush over there because you're in luck. There is no line. And this is kind of their eerie symbol to tell you uh, to go ahead and hop on and enjoy the Haunted Mansion or the Tower of Terror. That's kind of a cool touch uh, that Disney does for both those attractions. Going to the trivia question of last week, where can you find an abandoned mine and waterfall at Walt Disney World? So I've, we've gotten a lot of participation on this and we appreciate that. But it also has kind of raised some questions if there's more than one location.
0: I, I I think there are. I, I think there's no question. So my about
1: my it. idea of it, and if you've if you've been a part of our Twitter, you've seen me respond and tell someone bingo, you got you know you kind of got it right. I thought it was Tom Sawyer Island, but then we had another response on Twitter that said, and and through emails that a lot of Big Thunder, Big Thunder Mountain came up. So I'm talking to Pete today, and Pete's like, yeah, I think it's Big Thunder. Well, then we start talking about maybe Mine Train, and we can't. I, I don't know. I cannot remember if there's a waterfall in Mine Train, but for this argument, let's assume there is because then we realized in the back of the Canada pavilion you could also say there's an abandoned mine and waterfall. So I love the participation. So
0: can we just agree that this this uh trivia question was kind of a kind It was of a bust.
1: bust. I'm giving everyone credit as the correct answers. We love the participation because this made us think. Because when I saw when, when I saw Big Thunder I was like, "Oh man, there's two answers." And then start talking to Pete and we start talking about the Canada pavilion and mine train we're like, "Oh, maybe there's four answers." So there could be more. You know, it's not like the There's only one answer on where grass grows on a roof at Disney World. Only one answer there. But there's four answers, at least, we think, for this one. So, uh, love the participation. Thank you so much for reaching out with answers. Apologies that it it was not, you know, a little more clear. Maybe I should have said, Abandoned Mine and Waterfall at Epcot, or or something of that nature. But, anywho, we didn't, and so we are. Here we are. But let's go to the trivia question for this week. I know there's only one answer to this, so uh, guess away on Twitter and through email. What does the plaque on the wall behind... The concierge desk at the Tower of Terror say. Uh, it says, it's a pretty funny phrase. Pete and I had a good chuckle discussing this one prior. Uh, you can email us at men do WDW podcast or, no, I'm sorry. You can email us at mendowwdw at gmail.com. Tweet us at men do WDW podcast. The question again is, what does the plaque on the wall behind the concierge desk say at the Tower of Terror? Uh, it's, a, it's a phrase. If you've been in hotels, you would have probably seen seen or heard of this phrase. So tweet us or email us with your—tweet or email us with your guesses. Look forward to uh, some of you guys getting it correct out there. Did you forget the email address? Yeah, I I was thinking Twitter and saying email. Sue me.
0: It's all good. No problem. We'll get it right in just a minute. All right, anything else for
1: tonight? That's it for me.
0: All right, well, that's all we've got time for this week. Please tune in next week for some more Disney magic. Look for us on the Twitter at Podcast. If you have any suggestions, questions, or comments, please tweet us or email us at menduwdw.gmail.com at gmail.com. If you enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe and leave us a review. It really does help us out. Thank you so much for listening and giving us the most valuable thing you have, your time. We'll see you next week.